It's a new year and the same us. Corporate lunch. I am GQ Style Editor in Chief Will Welch, and I have a button. I have the button on my desk. <laughs> I've got the button on my desk, and it's bigger than yours. No, also, you also have a button on your desk, right, No Johnson? We all have a button. We have a button of some sort. Everyone's my, got a button. Mine is actually a coat button that fell off my <laughs> uh, fell off my double-breasted coat. A tender button? Yeah. I have a button on my desk, but it's not an electrical button. It's not plugged into anything. Anyway, it's 2018, y'all. Uh, no, I have to tell you, man. Yeah. Like, So um, I was dragging a little bit, at, you know, the first day or two returning from break it's hard but now my rest has caught up with me yeah i've had an eighth of a cup of coffee <laughs> the sun is shining this is the morning episode. sam heim productions is on the wheels and i'm ready to go i don't know about you you want to talk about some resolutions yeah i feel like um i've heard a lot of you know a lot of things get thrown out there this time of year this this these early january days yeah People start to make big decisions about how they're going to lead their life for the Everybody's next year. Everybody's at the gym. Just everyone's at the gym. The gym's so crowded right now. <laughs> Take yeah. Don't start your gym resolution for like until like two weeks into January when it thins out. Yeah. So stay at home, do push-ups and sit-ups. Let the gym clear out a little bit. Yeah. And then hit it. Absolutely. You know. And um, I think that this being corporate lunch, it makes sense that we we might you know embark on a few. Resolution ideas of our own. Fashion resolutions. Fashion style resolutions. I've got a few. Do you have any? I've got a few. I've got a few. Do you want to kick it off? Yeah. So the big thing that you hear, and I'm I'm just going to reiterate, hope, hopefully something that like most people have thought and that I've seen other people share is buy less, buy better, which is like the motto. Oh, for man. The, like, that's like a, a, a thing that's kind of like entered the culture now in a bigger way that I think is pretty cool and is not like just... Super specific to people like us. I've never heard that. I must say, I've never heard that pithy catchphrase before. Buy less, buy better. I'm on board, man. Should we go to the tattoo parlor? (laughs) Sam, can what's Sam? Check the budgets. What are the budgets like? Also, translate that to Latin so it like looks cooler and more mysterious. Yeah, or Mandarin. Um, To me, that crucially includes supporting small businesses and independent brands, which I think is something that like I do and I will double down on this year. And I think it's that thing where you might. Like, when I want to buy something, I Google it and see, like, every shop that has it, and I generally just find it for the cheapest price and then buy it. Yeah. But then, like, why not Are you backing off that strategy? I think it's like, well, maybe I'll pay 20 bucks more if I get it from, like, the smaller independent local shop instead of the bigger, massive, publicly traded retailer, and, like, maybe that 20 bucks is worth spending, and I shouldn't sweat it, and I should just, like, consider that me paying it for, you know, paying my dues. I'm down with that. The other thing I would say is start by trying to buy it directly from the from the small brand itself. Yeah, right. Rather than, rather than buying it wholesale. And then the thing I have that's, like, related to that, though, the idea of buy less, buy better, and this is, like, a personal mantra, is, like, no collecting. I don't want to be a collector of, like, <laughs> of like Johns. You know what I mean? It's like, buy the Johns you want to wear, that you want to wear now. And, yes, there's some special pieces that you sort of, like, got to have and you want to hang on to. But I don't want to, like, start just, like, acquiring. Hoarding. Hoarding these Johns. things. Because it's, like, because of that thing that compels people to, like, you know, collect Happy Meal toys or whatever yeah. it is. Like, I feel like that's a. Plus, your sick other will stop having sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> like for sure, for sure. If you get too deep yeah. into hoarding Johns, You'll your sex everyone. life is going to dry up. Yeah, in a brutal, in a brutal way. So that's kind of a rambly start, but <clears throat> I've I feel got like a question for you. Now. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you buy more, buy worse in 2017? I mean, I think of you as somebody who's 
been living according to this in a pretty hardcore way as long as I've known you? Um, I've done okay. I definitely make some mistakes though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I can get like a little reckless at times when I just like suddenly feel compelled that like I have to have something that I saw online and I'll. Let's dig, let's dig into that a little. What are some of the circumstances that lead to recklessness on your part? Like, do you get gassed from Instagram? I mean, that happens to me. I can't lie. I think it's probably mostly <laughs> just Instagram, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I follow a bunch of can brands you give us a, a specific? Can you give us a specific? We were talking about specificity before this and your, um, well, so your creative writing teacher. You're a, a young, <laughs> young aspiring corporate lunch host. It's true. I'm not going to tell you how much I spent this year. I don't need to know the numbers, dude. I just want an example yeah. of something that you got gassed on and that like has maybe spent more time in the closet than it has on, on, the, on the streets of Greenpoint. I definitely OD'd on footwear in 2017. A lot of footwear. And I'm, 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 I don't regret any of the purchases, but I would say some of them got like two wares, yeah. which I think is really disappointing and is like not the point that's not what i'm about that's kind of like the not collecting thing you know so like it's not a matter of one flagrant purchase it's that when you look at the investment that you've put into to yeah the, the shoes it, you can never wear it all and like got too specific totally, too hype totally and yeah exactly that and then also just like redundancies like i bought you know some navy redundancies. Yeah, like another piece of uh, navy <laughs> no, blue. No, a lot of navy. Another piece of navy, navy blue light outerwear. For those of you who so don't funny. spend a lot of time Google imaging Noah Johnson, he wears a lot of navy. Yeah. I would recommend one of my New Year's resolutions is to Google image you more. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of like high school football players and uh, the very famous professional surfer Noah Johnson, who's not me. Yeah, there's a... Rug, there's a um, I think a Welsh rugby player. Yeah, it sounds right. Who has my name? <laughs> yeah, I think one uh, one one resolution that I have, uh, which is related to buy less, buy better, is uh, cycle out. Yeah. So I have a. Um, uh, I've been looking at the calendar, um, eyeing a weekend for just a mondo spring cleaning, mm -hmm. like a late winter cleaning, to beat all spring cleanings. Wow. And um, this is going to be this is this is not just John related. Mm -hmm. This is going to be um, really housewide. Yeah, really, really across categories uh -huh. in the Welch home. And um, <clears throat> I've just been thinking. And in, in not all cases does everything have to get donated or trashed. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I've got some uh, Tupperware storage bins, yeah. and they're like I've been. I went really hard in 2017 on eBay T-shirts. Uh -huh. You will not be surprised to hear. And some of them are no longer in the mix, basically basically because I wore them so much. Like, I'm kind of a creature of habit, and I'll wear the same T-shirt once or twice a week, yeah. every week for months on end. And, and then, then what, it, you have? You suffer from fatigue for that piece, or the piece gets It worn just feels out. like it's spent, yeah. you know, and I said what I had to say with that yeah, joint. Yeah, right, I know what you mean. And um, so, but, but in a lot of cases, it's not stuff that I want or need, really, to get rid of. Um, it's just gonna. It's just gonna not no longer be at arm's reach. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be getting rid of some stuff. I mean, one conundrum I have, I like I know what to do with like winter coats and suits and stuff like that, yeah. don donation wise. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Sh should some stuff just get like recycled and trashed? I would like if venture you're, to if guess you're that clearing you, out Johns. Like I if you're getting rid of T-shirts. I would venture that you have very that there's a very small percentage of stuff that should actually get recycled and trashed in your possession. 
that it should get it should get donated and or flipped. Yep. Okay. Or just pass to a friend is always nice. Pass like to the, a friend also nice. The process of flipping can be a real pain in the ass and not worth it, especially like for teas. I live near like a Beacon's closet, so once in a while I'll bring a bag of shit there and maybe like walk away with like enough to buy dinner that night. Or Eighty something. bucks or something. Yeah, like it's not remarkable, but. It feels okay if they don't buy stuff. I just donate it, but I always try to pass stuff to friends because that's kind of like gratifying. Then you can hold it over their head too. Like, yo, I gave you that <laughs> vintage Montreux T-shirt. Take off your shoes and give them to me right now. I earn them. Just like when you're at the bar and you're out of cash and you can look at the homie and be like, dog. Yeah, step up. It's, it's your, <laughs> trust me, it's your round. Um, the other thing I would say related to buy less, buy better is just like trying to get to a truly ambivalence free closet, yeah, like truly that's such a good where, point. where there's just nothing in there where you're like, I don't know. Like, I guess that'll do today. Yeah. This, I don't, this Tuesday is, there's nothing going on this Tuesday. I'll just put this shirt on. You don't want anything hanging in there that just like, is there out of a sense of obligation either to yourself or someone else? Like you know, I like, did spend 96 bucks on this. I guess I better put it on today. Yeah. So like part of what we're talking about is don't, don't waste the 96 bucks. The other thing we're talking about is if you did just get it out of your life yeah it doesn't yeah. need to be handle there. it you're gonna yeah. it's gonna cause you i get i get weird like stress and anxiety from stuff like that those it, things that lurk around that i'm like god damn it i spent the money i gotta figure out how to wear it you you really should, a terrible feeling a terrible feeling total waste of time too and just diminishing just diminishing returns that's exactly uh, one of the things i just jotted down in my notes here is just wear all your clothes corporate notes yeah my corporate notes wear all your clothes just that's wear true. all your clothes which just kind of means exactly what we're describing right it's either yeah, wear all your clothes is the same thing as only have clothes that you would that you would wear yeah. with pride and joy. Um uh, I have another resolution. Yeah. Take more fashion style risks. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh you know, I know that um that the concept of YOLO is uh, it, it's maybe vintage now. I might, might I might be back. able to bring it back. Yeah, I, think I so. might be able to bring it, it back. It can be back in 18. That was like 2012 or something. Years ago. I'm ready to go again with YOLO. Yeah. But just like um you know, not playing it too safe with the with the garms or with the fits, the yeah. morning fits. Yeah. Um. So that requires both a little bit of front end, like, like, you know what? Like, I'm a little scared of this. Like, I'm in the mirror at the store, and like, I'm a little scared of this, but I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. And then also just like a more getting up in the morning and be like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it helps. Just waking up with a healthy, uh, just a healthy sense of fuck it. I agree strongly. And I, I always like, am an advocate for this. And I, I often tell people or th maybe just think to myself, like no one's really looking at you all that. Carefully. Nobody cares that much. <laughs> no one really cares that much. It's like when you wake up with like a, a hangover from something you said <laughs> yeah. the night before and you're like, oh man, did I really say that? that <laughs> such a brick. Everybody is waking up right now thinking about yeah. how I said that. Like nobody cares. No nobody remembers. Yeah. Nobody cares what shoes you're wearing. Yeah. Nobody cares about like the silhouette of your pants. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so like if, if it gives you any amount of gratitude or satisfaction or just like makes your legs feel nice, just do it. I mean, definitely if it makes your legs feel nice, for sure. <laughs> um, I want to go in a slightly different direction with the next one. Or maybe this is related. I don't know. It's all related at corporate lunch. Um, this is part of a sort of a bigger topic and ongoing debate here, but I'm going to resolve, I think, to give out more compliments to people on their style Wow! And, and be willing to engage people on that level. Wow. And maybe more importantly and more difficult for me to be able to accept compliments, which I don't often get, I, I get questions, but it, being more willing to engage with people about my, <laughs> my own style as well. I never get like a yo. You look all, or like a, an actual compliment. It's always like that's very interesting. Where did you find that? I mean, I was on Which the is sort of a compliment. 
I, I, you know, I didn't want him to feel like I was staring at him, but on the elevator to the, to the corporate lunch pod quarters this morning, I was kind of like visually breaking down the Noah Johnson look today, which, uh, there's a, there's a white tee, carefully sourced white pocket tee. There's a carefully sourced plaid, a really good plaid shirt. And there were a couple button, a couple of the lower buttons unbuttoned on on the plaid, so you could kind of like get a sense of the carefully sourced white tee underneath. <laughs> and then above the um, above the plaid was what has to have been a, uh, I mean, carefully sourced for sure. But I'm I'm thinking Nepenthes sourced, yeah, correct? Um, kind of fuzzy lined um, vest. Yeah, that's there faux was some. Fur. Uh, wow, gen- faux. Genuine look at faux that! Fur. Damn, genuine faux fur, genuine polyester. <laughs> so there was some really advanced layering, and not just piece on top of piece, but also um, uh, some moves related to the buttoning and layering of the piece. You know what I mean? Some styling moves yeah. for sure. Yeah. Going on, and um, so should we try? Should we take a test run at this? Yeah. Noah, What's this up? this morning you have a beautifully layered ensemble. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I woke up and. Um, just kind of grab these things out of the closet and then, uh, dude, you're terrible at taking compliments. <laughs> I don't know what the fucking problem is. You know what? Dude, it it's very easy. Look me in, the, look me in the eye and say this shit was carefully sourced. <laughs> this I is th- not that hard. Don't you just say thanks? Or Thank you can you? say thanks, man. Thanks, man. You too. Yeah, thanks, man. I dig your look too. I think no. I think you got to let it really sink in on you for a minute and yeah. not flip it See, back. See, that's the problem. I put the mirror wanted... down. Put the mirror down. My problem with the compliment thing though is a little bit that I think it's insincere. I don't buy it. I have this thing where I think most of the time when someone compliments someone else on their funky shirt or interesting shoes or <laughs> wacky belt, what they really mean is like, "Yo, that shit's kind of ugly." My eyes have been drawn to it. Words are going to come out of my mouth because I cannot help it, and I'm just going to like like force them to be positive words yeah. instead of what I'm actually thinking. What people really want to say to you is um I, I'm intrigued because I'm confused. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But and, yeah. but let's wait, let me ask you this though. Which is not fair to like people all people. But but <laughs> but aren't you kind of okay with that? Isn't that on some level what you're going for? Like all these norms out here, do you really expect them to understand what you're up to? 100% true. Okay. It's it is exactly kind of what I'm going for. Um, I would suggest something more like, uh, thanks, man. I feel good today. <laughs> That's so good. You I know what I mean? I that every time. Thanks, man. I feel really good today. Yeah. And then you can just like uh, and then ask them what they're having for lunch. Oh, so I don't have to reply with a compliment on their stuff. Absolutely that not. That would definitely Ab- be forced. Absolutely. Dude, we're trying to get to a place where nothing is forced. Okay. And even if they force out a confused <laughs> backhanded compliment, own that shit yeah. and then move on. This has been so great. Own that shit and then talk about the, the, the day's headlines. Right. Okay. Um, I, you know, I was thinking when I was, I was pondering resolutions on my commute this morning. And, um, one thing I was thinking of is that, um, well, I think at GQ style and here at corporate lunch, we're constantly sort of whether directly or indirectly talking about breaking the mold a little bit. Yeah. And, um, I think that actually, I mean, I, I don't. I'm trying to make this not turn into just like a self-serving endorsement of the magazine that we make. <laughs> but uh, we obviously really believe in the magazine that we make. And yeah. We put a lot of heart, soul, uh, time, and attention into the magazine that we make. And I think that without uh, ever saying it as directly as I'm saying it right now, uh, the mission of GQ Style, what we are offering is a mold-free uh 
manner of dress. That's right. To the men of America. You could never accuse us of, of trying to create a mold of any sort. Definitely not. Yeah. What our fashion director, Mo- Mobilaji Dawadu, <laughs> has, has done here is like, um, and, and, and I think with the, the support of Sam Noah, myself, and Mark Anthony Green, and the other people who work on the magazine, is, is propose a super fluid, flexible way of dressing that is clearly aware of stuff like hype beastness. Is yeah. clearly aware of stuff like uh, how to put on a suit, uh, but is finding a different way to do it. Yeah. So, like, uh, other than subscribing to the GQ style tribe or the corporate lunch tribe, which I would argue is really no tribe at all, um, we're sort of offering a way to get dressed where you're just not a, really dodging f bombs here, where you're just not a <laughs> limbing. You're just not a limbing. Um, there are occasionally sneakers in the magazine. We are not a sneaker culture magazine. Yeah. There are occasionally suits in the magazine. We are not a uh, corporate suit magazine. Um, and I would just suggest that whether you are uh, pulling your moves from the pages of GQ Style or not, um, that there's a way forward with that. Yeah. Um, so I think I think basically what that th- what I think that means is like digging deep on some brands. Yeah. Taking risks. Uh, being aware of what's going on in the in the high fashion world, and and I think there's a lot of like really interesting stuff right now in terms of like men's silhouettes and different ways to dress and different way to mix things up, and to just like find your flow in that. Yeah, because it can be easy to like I don't know, especially once you like have curated your feeds and and your your friend groups and your like wow sources of inspiration. So real, that is very real. It can be easy to just be like, okay, this is like where I fit into this whole like matrix, and then without really realizing that like there's just really not a matrix and you don't have to fit in in any particular way and then you're just putting one foot in front of the other and like uh dressing dressing according to your feet i mean maybe this is sort of like wow this is blowing my mind right now maybe what we should all all of us the corporate lunch community should do for the new year and then and the same us is shake up the feed man wow wow that could be a real that could secretly be a real game changer spring cleaning winter spring get in there Oh man, the unfollows are just gonna be burn it down. Also, follow a whole bunch of burn people it down. that you maybe wouldn't have followed. Unfollow, but add followers too. You know, like, like burn down your feed. We're trying to build it up. I don't even know if we need to do thirteen vibes. This <laughs> that's like the whole. Wow, that just changed the game. Um, I bet a lot of people. I wonder how many people have are people do dry January. I wonder how many people are gonna do um, like a social media break. Yeah. resolution is that a big thing you think i haven't i uh, definitely that's yeah. definitely a big thing everyone always feels like they need that i don't i feel like um i don't want to sound i, I i'm border i feel borderline predictable right now <laughs> but i'm changing i'm definitely changing the relationship to my feeds yeah. my social media i'm changing the relationship i'm yeah. just gonna leave it at that i don't want to go back into get off my lawn will <laughs> everybody's sick of, everybody's <laughs> sick of him should we do some vibes yeah Let's let's vibe this mug out. I've got a vibe that I'm just so eager to share. Sam, hit the Heidi button. Can I do vibe number one? Uh, please. All right, vibe number one. <laughs> I've got a vibe I'm so eager to share. Can I do vibe number one? It's no. <laughs> it's um here in New York. It is what we call this weather brick. It's brick. Brick. It's brick outside. So my vibe is all the people in New York right now in their winter coats. Oh, you're just into that because you're just surveying the winter coat I game? Just, so a thing to know about me is I got my whole start in this game as an outerwear salesman. <laughs> this is like <laughs> yes. at, my, 
Tell at me my, more. At my core, that's, you know, like at Paragon and at Patagonia, I, my whole deal is outfitting cold New Yorkers for brick conditions. And I walk around and I look and I judge everyone. Yeah. And I look at their coats. Surveying that or what? And I say, dog, you kidding me? That thing is way too thin. You got no hood. You're not wearing a hat. You're not wearing gloves. It's freezing cold outside. Who are you kidding? I don't care if you just got to walk from the subway to the building and it's, you know, two blocks. And then I see the people in the big, you know, shearlings and the big downs doing it right. And nothing gives me more satisfaction than someone, you know, dressed appropriately for the weather. Do it. I mean, my first vibe is actually packing for the weather. <laughs> Let's go. We're so synced up. We're, we're we're locked in. I mean, I was I was just in Vermont for um for over the over the New Year's element of the of the holiday break, and um I really packed for the weather, and it and it and it brought me great joy. And you know what else it did? Mm. It was negative twelve degrees. It was between negative twelve and two degrees where I was in Vermont. It also freed me to get out into the woods, which is the thing I needed most right now. Yeah. So um. I, I was packed appropriately. There may have been some other people in the mix that were not. And, <laughs> it always is. Yeah. And and um, I just took it right outside into the woods in like below zero temperatures yeah. and had the time of my life, worked up a sweat, got a workout, um, communed with the trees, the tree spirits. And um, you just like, I think it's it's a dated it feels like um you know i've been i started working at gq in 2007 and back then we were doing a lot of like guys you gotta get a winter coat yeah you know and we've evolved <laughs> we've evolved from that quite a bit you know like neither gq nor gq style have to do that any longer the which homies is great got the winter coats naomi's got the winter coats but when you go outside you still see people just like having no clue what to do yeah and you do. yeah, scarves, hats, serious gloves. I have a pair of Oakley skiing gloves that have the little loops for my wrists, uh-huh. and then they hang. You know, you must know about yeah, this. You're course. you're an outdoor enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. So the you gloves don't are drop your glove off the lift and definitely not. Thing. The the gloves are attached to your hands. Yeah. The big jacket. So, um, it's it's brick, gentlemen. Get it right. Uh, I'm just gonna keep it going with this next vibe. I love um, dress scarves. That's what I like. All right, I'm meaning a, a fancy, a fancy scarf. I got a scarf. velvet scarf with tassels that I've talked about. I've written about it. I've, I've uh, show it off regularly. It's like bright blue, but it's like it's like dressy. I don't know. You probably could wear it with a tux or something. But I like I like Drake silk scarves with the. But you're just talking about like with prints. jeans and some Tims or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm not talking about like High-low get all dressed up so you can wear a dress scarf. I'm talking <laughs> about like an extremely fancy silk or velvet scarf that may be elegant and may have tassels. Worn just with your regular rugged winter gear, with you, your Tims and everything. You know those dudes who are like, I get up in the morning, I choose my sneakers, and then I get dressed around that. <laughs> yeah. You're the dude who <laughs> gets up in the morning, chooses the color of tasseled velvet scarf, yeah. and then dresses for I, the scarf. Yeah, I don't even have that many of them, but I have a couple, and I'm just way into it. I prefer. I guess what I'm saying is like rather than like the chunky, big knit furry like cashmere wool thing, which are cool too. Like the dress scarf is what I'm all about. Uh, my next vibe is sticking with the with the cold weather thing, yeah. the cold weather theme here. So in 2010, um, OVO, this is like a this is like a historical garm vibe. Let's go. In 2010, October's very own. Uh, it was the early fledgling days of the 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 Drake's merch slash fashion brand yeah. run by Oliver El Khatib, his his co manager. Um, Friend the, of the pod, F O P. They announced a their first Canada Goose collaboration, which was the OVO Canada Goose Chili Whack Jacket. That's right. Do you remember this? Yeah. It's it's a bomber jacket. I don't know, based on like Canadian pilots or something. It's always based on a pilot. Yeah. Um, 
uh, it's a bomber jacket with a fleece lining and a uh, coyote fur trim. Yeah. This is late 2010, numbered to 300. I got my hands on one of them. There was a GQ.com exclusive in the early days of GQ.com. <laughs> um, got my hands on one, and I was wearing it all uh, eight years later. I was wearing it all New Year's break. All right. It was so warm. And the jacket's eight years old. In that negative 12 Vermont temps? Oh, was, dude, I was like, thing? oh, yeah, all right, man. You're good. Oh, it wasn't even touching me, yeah. I'm I mean, Canada's relationship to cold is just entirely different than ours. 100%. They know exactly like... what they're doing. <laughs> so, uh, in my case, it's the it's the first OVO Canada Goose, but I think they're still collaborating. So, my vibe is just the OVO Canada Goose. Um, the rap crew from Toronto knows what's up with cold weather. Shout out to Oliver. Yeah, What's up, homie? A brand that I am super down with right now that is creating some buzz that started earlier this year um, is called Bodie. It's oh, B- man. B-O-D-E. All right. This has recently floated into my transom, and I don't know anything about it except yeah. for there. I've just been seeing some extreme dopeness. Please enlighten me. Um, it's it's designed by a woman named Emily Adams Bodie. Uh, she's from Atlanta. She's from like- Oh, uh, man. Yeah, one of your homies. I really feel asleep at the wheel. Um, she's in New York now. Though. Thank God she, for corporate lunch. And she designs in New York. And what she basically does is makes- They're like actually one of a kind pieces, not meaning that they were like- that each piece is an individual, but it's one of one kind of. It's all using antique fabrics and like Victorian quilts and like old like grain sacks and bed linens and stuff. And uh, it's a lot of florals and prints and patchworks. And it's kind of like an American New York analog to Capital, the right. crafty Japanese brand. Yep. Um, Capital has more range and does all kinds of wild stuff and is much bigger. But Bodhi's sort of like a start there, I think, where it has this like artisanal quality that isn't. It doesn't feel like old timey. It feels kind of like modern and cool and new and fresh. And like the layers are interesting. The colors are interesting. The cuts are cool. Um, I'm super down. We've actually been shooting some of it for upcoming issues of GQ Style. Indeed. Um, so we'll probably, you'll probably be seeing it there and just seeing more of it. I'm already hearing a lot of buzz. New York Fashion Week is, I don't know, coming up. February. In February. And uh, I think they're going to um, have some presence, real presence there this year in a bigger way. So. One let's of the things I'm psyched about. Let's be there. You know, it's episode 17, and we finally um, got the word grain sacks in while, ta- <laughs> while talking about a brand. I, I was waiting, Noah. And, when you know. you're just thinking about, you know, the like the textures that you really want to be wearing, think grain sacks. It's like uh, I don't know. She's like cutting up grain sacks and also <laughs> deconstructing mattress mattress tops. Um, my next vibe is sort of a uh, unlikely uh, sport. So mm-hmm. every when I you know when I go to Vermont, I'm like people are like, what are you doing for New Year's I'm like I'm going to Vermont and they're like you going snowboarding I'm like no and they're like are you going skiing and I'm like no that was me you know what I'm doing what snowshoeing <laughs> snowshoeing it's pretty dope so what you do is you basically strap the head of a tennis racket yeah onto each of your feet yeah keeps you atop the snow and ice yeah and it's a way it's basically an extreme way of going for a walk in the woods in the deep right. snow. This is my vibe. That is my vibe. You were are you wearing you're That is wearing my winter like, vibe in a nutshell. You're wearing ski gear. The apparel is all like kind of it, it resembles ski gear in a way. I mean, when it's negative 10 then you have or or 2 degrees or whatever, you're just bundled all the way. Yeah. And then basically what you want are some waterproof pants. Yeah. And like a, a snow boot. Right. And from there you're welcome to do whatever you need to do against the cold. Right. Um I mean, it's really just a walk in the woods, but it's keeping you on top of like 4 feet of snow. Uh, and it's like cooler than cross country skiing, maybe. 
No, it's not. It's tied with cross country steam. <laughs> Both of them are the epitome of winter coolness. <laughs> tied. Not kidding. Um, Zero percent kidding. All right. I'm going to share with you a recent music discovery as my next and final vibe. Sweet. You know who the Ghetto Brothers are? I you, do not. You might know. No? I, I don't know, know who, who the Ghetto Boys are. No. I mean, I grew up on the Ghetto Boys. So the Ghetto Brothers are, um, they put out an album called Power Fuerza in 1972, and it's sort of a jangly rock pop album from a, a group of, like from a, actually from a Puerto Rican American gang from the South Bronx. I'm with you so far. And in, uh, that was called the Ghetto Brothers. And in nineteen, in that, in those years, gang violence in the South Bronx sort of like escalated to to extreme levels, and there was like a, a truce organized by some of the gangs and like a boys' club. And out of that positivity, the Ghetto Brothers went into a studio and recorded this album called Power Fuerza of sort of this like yeah jangly pop Latin rock blues it dance it's just like fusion of everything. It's very positive, upbeat. It's very sweet. And charming. It's so, you know, it sort of has an amateurish quality to it. It was this was like a lost album that I guess was rediscovered and released in um, 2012. Um, lots of cowboy cowbells, hand drums, yes. interesting percussives. Um, they were really influenced by the Beatles. In fact, they had like a like a Latin Beatles cover band before they did this. Some of the gang members. Dude, what? Yeah. Are you just making up no. psychedelic word combinations no. right now? <laughs> This is incredible. Yeah. So um, I'm down. My favorite song is called There's Something in My Heart, which is like has the nicest hand drum, cowbell, percussive combo in it. Um, it's a really sweet love song. So Ghetto Brothers, Power Fuerza. It's like on Apple Music and stuff. There's Something in My Heart, Noah Johnson, and that thing is corporate lunch. This has been the first episode of 2018. We will see you here every week, just religiously. Nothing better than this moment. Bless. And maybe Power Fuerza can take us home. Let's go. There is-